This episode contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back. Catering WTF, Episode 7. Honey, I burnt down the truck. All right, guys. Welcome back to Catering WTF. We had a couple of really good episodes, got some really good feedback. I would like to do a short little segment on burning the truck down. So we've got a lot of comments about that. Everybody wants to hear the story. So we're going to do a quick little episode about this. So let's start with burning the truck down. This is a true story. We actually burnt the fucking truck down. I want to take you first to the end, and then we're going to go back to the beginning. As a professional chef working at a $14 million catering company and feeling really good about it, something like this can turn you into an eight-year-old, right? So look up all the shaming of young kids, all the dog shaming, everything else. This is how I felt, right? So the end of this is with the owner of the company and the other owner in a leadership meeting, which is department head, we have to now discuss this. And this is kind of how it goes. So we had a truck burned down. What do you know about that? Well... I was, we were, we were there, we were, we were doing a party and, you know, we, we were working really, really hard and really fast. And I really, I really thought that we were good. And then I I don't know, then, then the truck caught on fire. Oh, oh, really? That, that's what happened. So you're working, you're working so fast that the heat from everybody working so hard caught the fucking truck on fire. Well, I, I, I don't know. I I was so so. What what happened is we were tr- we were trying to get off the golf course as fast as possible. And when that when we did that, I think I think something happened with with the sternos or something. And I I don't know. There was a lot of air and stuff. And uh, I that's kind of what what happened. And they're like so. You put fucking sterno on the truck, lit, burnt the fucking truck down. And so what turned into a $2,800 party cost our company $35,000 in damage. Oh, uh, is dad going to be mad? Yeah, dad's fucking mad. Like, this is a huge thing. Should, maybe we should just go think about what we've done and, 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 and just reflect on that. No, I don't think that's what's happening. I think there needs to be much more shit here because this is a huge fucking problem and it costs a lot of money. And God forbid, I don't think we'll ever be allowed on that golf course again. As a matter of fact, I'm not allowed to play golf on this golf course again because of what happened. Oh, well, I am I grounded? Like what? what's happening? Okay, so... Now we're going to back up. Back up to the beginning. So that's how a very headstrong, very professional, 
very passionate chef who is now 50 years old and back then was 47 turns into a fucking eight-year-old kid because I don't know how to answer these fucking questions. And so this is the story of, honey, we burnt the fucking truck down. I'm going to back up real quick and give you the beginning of this because it's going to sound like an excuse. And I know this, right? I'm like, oh, shit, this is just an excuse of why this fucking happened. And kind of it is, and kind of it's not. It's kind of situational. And all you caterers out there or restaurant workers or whatever, you know the situations. You know what's fucking happening. Like the day-to-day stuff fucking happens. Shit fucking happens, right? That's why everybody puts it on there. Shit happens. So I'm going to back it up so I can explain this from the very beginning. So here's the situation. The situation is... We had a huge, busy week, right? It's a busy week. We got eight parties on Saturday. We have four parties on Friday. We have two parties on Sunday. We're scrambling for people and staff, and the call comes in, right? There's a death in the family. We're reaching out from the client who had the death in the family, and we are a golf, you know, very premier golf club. We do not let people bring caterers or food or anything in here. It's always done in-house. However, we have a situation. The situation is we have a very high-end wedding happening here at the golf club with 350 people. And this person, unfortunately, died, and they are having a memorial service, and we cannot execute both of these. So we're going to break our rules. We're going to allow somebody else to come in and do this for us so that we can concentrate on what we need to do. So this is the parameter of it. Parameter is we're hiring you because you're the most professional caterer, and you guys can – we know that you can make this happen for us in a way that can get in and out with no one getting hurt, no, no issues, and we're going to allow you to do it. It's a very special thing. And the deal is this person was a member of this golf club, and they want to do their memorial service in the morning on a Saturday, and we want you to cater it, but we need you to get on and off the course in three hours. The entire memorial service from start to finish needs to be three hours. You have to be gone by 1230 because now the wedding party comes in and we can't have another catering truck on there. We can't have people there that it's been, this is a huge wedding for us that have been planned forever. So we're asking you to send your best people, do the best thing that you can. Let's do both of these things together, partner together. And we'll make this happen and everything will be good. So we're like, okay, that's we can do that. Thank you for reaching out. We're honored to do this for you because we are, in our minds, one of the best caterers in the Southeast. We can, we can pull this off. We have the team. So that's a pop-up, right? So this happens on Tuesday. They want it for Saturday. So let's back up a little bit here too. What what the f- for all of you who don't work in catering, um, what is a pop up? What the hell does a pop up mean? Well, what a pop up means is to the back of the house 
anything that happens within 14 days is a pop-up. And I know most people are like, 14 days, that's fucking two weeks, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, pop-up can happen any time. You know, like, you, you have plenty of time. It's Tuesday. They want it on Saturday. That's plenty of time. No, it's not. Here's the deal. We have to fucking schedule people's lives. That's what we do. I have to write a schedule for our staff and for our people. Who can be there? What's going on? And we already had a fucking busy week. So this becomes a ginormous fucking scramble to figure out what's going on. And now because it's high, it's a high-end uh, memorial service and we got to get in and out and we have to do all these things. I can't put just anybody on it. I have to put fucking aces and places on this fucking thing. Right? That's how it goes. So now it's a scramble. And any time that sales team or everybody else says pop-ups, this is what it causes. Within 14 days, it's a schedule change. It's people's lives that are being rescheduled, rechanged. Now you work in mornings. Now you work in nights. Now you weren't working, but now I need you to work. We have to go through that entire genre of crap begging people to do what we need them to do. Right? Yes, they get paid, but their lives are planned just like everybody else's. Everybody takes kids to school. Everybody has to do what they need to do. And COVID right now, people don't even take kids to school. So you can't even work because your kids are at home. It's those type of things that are the everyday schedules that most sales team and planners and everything, they don't understand that part. I, I need this. And this is also people's livelihood. They need the fucking money. So if you cancel parties or change parties or pop-up parties or whatever it is within 14 days, it completely fucks with the whole system of how the kitchen operates and runs. That's, that's not even including the scrambling to get the order in, to get the product here, to get production done, to get it on carts, to get it loaded on trucks. How many trucks do you have? Maybe we don't have enough trucks because we're already busy. Maybe now it's rental trucks. So now it's like calling Enterprise. Let's rent a fucking box truck because this is a pop-up and we're fucking scrambling to do it. So you got to pull trucks from all over the damn county because everybody else is busy. So we can just execute your fucking party. That's what a pop-up is. And it creates a tremendous amount of fucking effort and work and consolidation and people just being patient because in the kitchen everybody's like fuck that we shouldn't be doing it why are we taking it we're taking it because we're one of the best catering companies they trust us we know we can execute this at a high level and that's what we do yes we want to make money but at the same time we have a fucking reputation we want to be the best of the best we want people to see that so that's why we did this, and that's why we took this party. But here's the deal. It was on Tuesday, and again, obviously if there's a death, nobody can plan that, right? Every funeral that you're ever going to do in any catering company is based on the death of somebody. It's not going to be f fucking 25 days out or two months out. No one plans somebody's death two months out. So it's just an oxymoron because we have rules – this is how it works, and we break them all the time. Catering companies, they're like the weather people. They're fucking always wrong no matter what happens, right? Always. And they still have a job. That's what we do. We constantly set up rules about this is what we have to do, and then we break them because of situational issues. 
And then we rise to the occasion. That's what we do so well. Yep, it's a it's a rule break. This is what we have to do. While somebody died, it's important. We're partnering with an exclusive golf club. All these things are great for us, and we need to make this shit happen. And guess what? We have people who can make shit happen. So that's what we did. We get the information. We do what we normally do. We're like, we can. this is the menu we can offer you, some menu choices, because we're menu matching. Everybody knows in catering world, you menu match. And it's like we have all these parties going out on Saturday, so we can menu match from them so that we're not doing crazy different shit. And they're, they're great. They're like, yeah, do that menu. We're fine. Blah, blah, blah. And then the salesperson comes and said, here's the deal. Um, we have to be off the course. We're, this, is, this is right around the 18th hole. We have to be off this fucking course by 1230. We cannot be here when the wedding party gets here and all the people get here for this wedding. So that's why they're calling us, and that's what we need to do. Okay, got it. Now I'm scrambling. Scrambling to schedule, scrambling to do everything. We get that done. I put my executive sous chef on it. He's fucking awesome. I put some all-stars on this because it's important. So I move some people around. I now am working a party that night so I can move people to do this. It's, it's that type of scramble. And we know the parameters. We know what we have to do. We have to get in. We have to be set by 10, you know, 1030. So we got to get there around 930, get set up, get everything set up, let the guests do their thing. We have to be done by 1145-ish so that we can be off this damn golf course by 1230. Okay, that's the thing. It's easy. It's a buffet, obviously pre-COVID. It's a buffet. We can knock this out and be done. We can be the fucking heroes, the saviors. We're helping people out. That's That was the goal. So everything has good intentions. So we get there. We execute flawlessly for the first, pretty much the entire time. Get there, set up, we're good. They're doing it. What happens? Just like anything else in a normal, in a normal catering function, you know, they're talking, they're crying, they're telling stories. And now all of a sudden... It's going past the fucking time, right? It's like, dude, we that they knew the time as guests, and we knew the time as caterers. This is our time crunch. We got to go. That's part of the rules. That's why they broke the rules, and we're doing them. So they stretch an extra twenty minutes. So now it's like twelve fifteen, and we have to be off the course at twelve thirty. And it's like, okay, so. Get rid of these people as fast as you fucking can. And we're just going to start breaking shit down. Like, let's just go. So I got my good people there, and they're fucking hustling to get shit back on the box truck, which is sitting on the golf cart path on that fucking 18th hole. So we got to carry all the shit, you know, from where we were through the greens to the fucking truck. So that also takes time. So it's like just... I want all hands on. All the servers are helping. You know, event chefs are helping. The, every, everyone's there just moving shit. So what happens is in the rush of what's going on, apparently somebody moved chafing dishes or uh, in, the, in our case, we were using cast iron skillets. We do a lot of that in the South. But the little uh, container that holds the cast iron, the little iron, uh, we call it an iron shaver has sternos under it to keep everything hot, of course. And in our rush, somebody took that, didn't put the sterno out, 
and loaded that fucking thing lit on the truck, which nobody knew. Get everything done. All the servers are getting ready to leave. Kitchen's done. We're getting ready to drive the truck back. They get in the truck. They smell funny smoke. They're like, I feel like something's smoking, but they don't really know. They turn the truck on. As they're turning the truck on, the air conditioner's going because it's the middle of summer. So they're like, oh, geez. There's like smoke coming out of the air conditioner. I think the engine's on fire. So they turn the fucking truck off. They check the engine because, you know, that's what catering chefs do. They're like, oh, fuck it. Let me see what I can look at the engine. Like, they don't even care. They're like, okay, let's see what we can do. I'm going to put this shit out, drive the fuck the truck, drive the truck the fuck off the field, and we're good. They look at the engine. Everything's fine. Close it. Start the truck up again. Now there's more smoke coming out of the fucking air conditioner. So they're like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's something else. So they start to drive off. And when they start to drive off, of course, that creates airflow. And airflow to a fire creates more fucking fire. And now they're driving and they're like, shit, there's a lot of smoke. Where is this coming from? So they stop the truck again, still on the 18th hole. And they check the back. And now it looks like there's smoke coming out of the back of the box truck. And, of course, this is a rental truck from Enterprise. I'm going to shout out to Enterprise because they were super great during this whole process. But it's a rental. And now there's smoke coming out of the back of the truck. So what do you do? Here's what they did. They were like, shit, let's open the back of the truck, see what the fuck's going on. They open the back of the truck. All of you have seen the movie Backdraft. You know what the fuck Backdraft does. They open the truck. Air rushes in. Whole thing catches on fire. It's now a fucking giant blaze. And their answer to that was run away. Leave the truck running and just run the fuck away, which is what they did. And then they called and said, what do we need to do? And the manager at the time, um, I call her Alo, she was like, call the fucking fire department. So we call the fire department, even though we don't want to, because we're trying to get the fuck off the golf course. Now we're in Atlanta and eight different fucking fire departments show up with eight different fucking trucks. Now I got like, it, it's now we're at a, it, it looks like somebody kicked an ant pile. Now there's shit all over the place. And now I've got the golf people are like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is the last thing we need with the wedding party. The, you know, our wedding party is showing up. So now we're do, dealing with that. And it's like, okay, um, this is bad. And the fire department comes. And on the back of the truck, of course, we have our rental. We have not rental, but we have our own oven. So we have a, a double door convection oven. And there's four propane tanks. On the back of the truck. The truck is now engulfed in flames. The top of the truck is gone. The sides of the truck are almost gone. And the fire department is trying to put the fucking fire out. And it is ridiculous. So what does my executive sous chef say? He says to the fire department, hey, guys, love you. You're great. I need to get this fucking truck out of this fucking golf course. So I need you to put out the fire in like literally the next three and a half minutes. And I'm going to drive this motherfucker someplace else because we can't be here. Because again, our number one concern is the client, not the propane tanks, not the equipment, not everything else that's going on there, not even the fucking employees. We're concerned about 
maintaining our reputation for the clients. Get this fucking truck off of this course. So they do that, which is, I don't know how he convinced them, but they put the fire. They said they put, you know, their answer was we put the fire out mostly. So they did that. He said, I'm going to drive it to there right outside the golf course was a parking lot that there was nobody at in because it was Saturday and I'm going to park the truck there. So he gets in the truck, drives the truck from the golf course to the parking lot in that time that it took him the eight minutes to get off the course and into the damn parking lot because of the airflow driving the truck, the fire started again. So now, leading out the box truck is five fire engines following us with a truck on fire. And my favorite part of the whole thing of this is the servers filmed it and put it on fucking Facebook and Instagram with my chef driving the truck, trucks on fire, and fire engines. It looked like something out of like some crazy-ass movie that you couldn't even make up. And then they got there and said, we really should have taken the propane tanks off of the truck before I let you drive it, which they didn't do. So now they're spraying the truck again, putting out the propane tanks and getting that under control. So back to the original story, $35,000 worth of damage. We have to fucking have insurance, pay for a new truck. We The oven that was on there, the convection oven, total, completely – melted the fire was so hot it completely melted the fucking oven uh the only thing we could say was like three cast iron pans everything else was totally done i mean except for the propane tanks which is amazing to me by god's grace somehow they were fine and never exploded because i thought that because that really what we needed there is not only to have all the fire trucks there but if we could have sent off propane tanks like fireworks we really would have let them know that we're here and doing what we do and we would have never worked in any golf course ever again anywhere so that's the story of the truck burning down it's a real story and these things really happened and so a lot of people, uh, we've had a lot of uh, listener feedback. We put this out and we've had a lot of people call in and say, um, holy shit, we've had a truck burned down. We've had a fire at this thing. And it, that's the only truck I burnt down. I promise all of you guys out there. There's only been one truck I've ever burnt down. That was the truck. Um, I have had fires at work. I've had had fires in different places. But that's the truck story, and literally that's why I felt like an eight-year-old and in super trouble when I had to explain that. The other thing with that is when it's posted on Facebook and Instagram and everything else, the entire world knows. So it's not something you can sweep under the rug as a catering company or whatever. So now you have to make a decision on how you want to handle that. And the way I handled it was I'm going to meet this head on. Yep, we make this is a huge fuck up. Okay, we made a mistake. We were rushing. We did some bad things. This is what happened. Um, and now we're going to have, you know, now it's what did we learn? And so I actually did an entire seminar at Cater Source with a PowerPoint and everything about Honey, I Burnt the Truck Down. And I listed 10 of our worst uh, experiences as a caterer 
uh, on our end, like our end, like what we fucked up. And then what I listed is in each one of those is what did we learn from it and how do we fix it and how do we prevent it from happening next time? So in this particular case, we never, ever put sterno in a truck again. We had metal cans with top, metal tops. All the sternos went in the metal can. The top was sealed so there was no air in it because you guys know that sterno is basically napalm in a can and you got you to gotta smother it. It's not a water thing. It's not a fire hydrant. It's, it's no air cut the oxygen so that's how we did it from then on out it became our sop our protocol this is what happens don't care about how much you got to rush i don't care what we're trying to if people just want to fucking leave work and get out of here it became that's the sop because the last thing that we're going to do is burn another fucking truck down or anything else so it's it's the safety first issue and so that's what we had to learn and in that i did you know, when the lights go out, electricity goes out, we did all all kinds of different things. Not having the right equipment at the right part, like there's a bunch. There's a million of stories, and all of you guys know them, about what fucking happened at a party, and then you learn from it. And you did the goal is you learn from it, and you adapt, and you overcome, and you put things in place to make sure those things don't happen again until you get to the pinnacle of your career catering company whatever so that you're not making these mistakes so we learned to put sternos in a metal bucket and seal it we also learned that we'll never work at that fucking golf club ever again because that won't happen unfortunately and it's just it's just the way it goes so that's the story of the truck burning down and i do have to send out Shout out to my executive sous chef who handled that entire situation, somehow manipulated the fire department to get the shit off the course. Uh, again, to this day, don't know how that happened, but we did. We we ended up meeting our timeline even with all that happening and got off and the other wedding party had no idea what was going on. And by miracle, we didn't blow anything up. It was crazy so shout out to him for handling that and the team again this started with uh, a story and we have a lot of listener feedback and different things like that that have have come in since we've been doing this podcast and i want to go through those real quick so our next our next opportunity is we really want to get some people on here and have them tell these same stories like literally have a cocktail Tell some of your horror stories and you guys can hear them and relate and carry on. I'm going to run through a couple of of the ones that we've gotten over the last two weeks because they're fucking genius. And I want you to hear them. And I want you to know that this happens all over all the time. So, And before I go through that, I I will post the PowerPoint on the Catering WTF website and I will also put it on our Scimitar Consulting Group website so you guys can see what I'm talking about. First, it's uh, you're tr- you're we'll be a little late. That's what I'm titling this one. So, so we had a guy reach out to us that said I had a similar situation. I was the salesperson, and I get a call from the chefs, and they're like, "We're on the highway, and the engine." of the truck has caught on fire. So they're stopped in the middle of the highway. The truck's on fire uh, in the front, not like ours, but in the front. 
and they're on their way to an event. Okay, even worse. Luckily, we did our event and moved it, and and we had our issue after. They are on their way to an event, so it's a scramble. Now it's like, what the fuck? So they get their other truck, and they're like, get there fast. We're going to unload that truck, load the food onto the new truck, and get that to where it needs to go. Well, that takes time. So the salesperson is now tasked with call the client and tell them they're at we're going to be a, we're going to be a little late for your party but we're we're good. So he calls and he says, "Yeah, hey, I just want to let you know um we're we're we're, we're running uh, a little late. It's going to be a slight delay. We have our team on the way. We had some uh mechanical difficulties and some logistic difficulties, but we'll be there no problem." The person on the other line says to him, Yeah, I bet you are because I'm watching the news right now and I'm watching your fucking catering truck in the middle of the road engulfed in flames with our food on it. At that time, the salesperson says nothing. He just hangs the fucking phone up because it's like, uh, I don't know what else to say. Um, And so that's a real story. And that also came from somebody. I did find out that they actually executed that party. And so everything went fine. They they were a little late, but they executed it because they sent a bunch of people. So that's a great one. Um, I do have a couple more that I want to go over with you, but I really want these people on to tell their own story, right? So that's the thing. That's what we're working on. I'm going to get these people on. I want them to have a cocktail, tell their story, uh, interact with me and what's going on. So I'm going to run through these like pretty quickly. We had one where the truck hit a telephone pole and ripped the side of the truck off, which then flipped the truck and flipped everything in the truck. That's plates, glassware, uh, oven, propane, uh, sternos, linen, everything all over Peachtree Street. Okay. Major fucking highway. And the answer to that was the telephone pole was sticking way out in front of the road and it was a hazard. And that's why it happened. Okay. Great story. Fucking Total debacle. Again, luckily, at the end of the party. Then we're here in Charleston. Um, I want Chef Steve to come on and tell you the hurricane stories where they had somebody that refused to cancel their party and refused to let us cancel their party. And it was like they were just making a statement. They they were like, I'm going to have it. So he's literally up past his knees and water Underneath a tent that's being ripped apart by the wind, serving fucking shrimp and grits to about 40 people that was supposed to be 200 people because they refused to not have the party. They wanted their bar. They were having – and it's ridiculous. Like I'll let him tell the story because I it, it shouldn't have happened. So that's one. The I had one called Kitty Litter Sunday. We were also flooded out in Atlanta. Total flood. Trucks were stuck. Cars were stuck. The answer to that from the salesperson was, I'm bringing three bags of kitty litter because it soaks up water and we'll be able to get the trucks out. Okay, three bags of fucking kitty litter is 15 pounds. I need 16,000 fucking pounds of kitty litter to get what you want done. I do appreciate it. Love that you fucking came there. Love that you're concerned. But... That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's still to this day one of my favorite things is 
in our catering company, it will go down in history as Kitty Litter Saturday. So another great one, um, Snowmageddon won't even start with that in Atlanta. Fucking total debacle. Talk about spending five days at work without going home. That That's one of them. I have another chef that I know, and she works with me right now, and she used to work in Alaska, and she's got some fucking wicked funny stories. Uh, one being two bears broke into the dry storage and trapped the fucking sous chef there for eight hours. Like – this motherfucker's hiding behind a bag of fucking basmati rice because it's the only thing he thinks the bears won't eat. So, like, that's a fucking funny story. So we have to hear that and how that goes. I had one, and this is a Charleston thing, I guess, because we're on a lot of plantations. I had one where um, I was told that as we, they were clearing uh, plated dinner for about 150, you know, most caterers stack pl- dirty plates or regular plates or whatever it is in milk crates. And then we move the milk crates off to the side. They moved them out to the woods or t- to the edge of the woods area. And then about 30 minutes later, coming back to after dessert, they realized that there was a fucking troop of raccoons. And what they were doing is one, the biggest raccoon was on top of the milk crates, pulling the plates out and handing the plates to other raccoons who were running the plates into the fucking woods. And she was like, what the fuck? She goes over there. She's like, what are you guys doing here? They all looked at her like she was fucking crazy and was like, go fuck yourself. And they just kept taking the plates out of the fucking crate. What did we do? Nothing. We did nothing. We just let them do it. And then we were like, who's going to look for the plates? No one. We had to wait for the next day to send somebody out there to look for plates in the woods. But apparently these raccoons needed to set a plateware along with their food. So these are the stories that happen. Um, Another one, there's millions of these where there's fights between the family. I'm talking like fist fights. I'm talking like brawls between groom's side, bride's side, whatever. I have a story I was told here in Charleston where the father of the bride got arrested. I had two of those stories in Atlanta where the mother and father of the groom got arrested. Like police are there, the SWAT team. Like it's it's ridiculous. So that's the story for tonight. Understand what pops up, you know, what a pop up is. Understand how pop ups create havoc with a catering company because we're about logistics and planning and everything else. And yes, we can bob and weave and, and jostle and do whatever we need to do and dance around things. But the more you put us in constraints, the more there's opportunity for problems to happen. So please understand that. The other thing is please send your stories. We love hearing those. They're fucking wicked funny. All all you guys have fucking awesome stories. So I want to hear more of those. And we want to get you on. Let's get you guys on. I'd love to have somebody besides my fucking dumbass voice talking to you about all these different things. Let, let's do that. So we're working on that now and how to do that in, in a COVID-friendly way and how to get other people's computers to line up and do that things. I really want you guys to send your stuff out so that we can hear it. And, and you, your story needs to be told. So it's great. And then the last one too is I have – I have a really good chef friend of mine that worked in an uh, all-girls camp with me over the summer, uh, a couple summers ago, and he's he's a fucking badass, man. He's a badass cook, but it is super hard and super frustrating. So he has a bunch of fucking stories, too, that are fucking crazy. He also sent me out 
his uh, Bloody Mary mix and his hot sauce. So if you guys are looking for something like that, Category 12, Northcut Category 12, Bloody Mary mix and hot sauce. And let me tell you, this shit's fucking super spicy. This is fucking epic spicy. Right. So just know that ahead of time. If you are a spice person, if you did a spice god and goddess and you think that you can handle the spice and you love it, that this is the man to go and get. Order some of this shit. One of one of my big fans and I'm a big fan of his and he does really good work. So uh, reach out to him. Taylor, I really appreciate you listening. We'll do whatever we can to help you out. Keep listening to us. Keep sending me those stories. I'm going to have you on as soon as possible because you're fucking hilarious too. So we have a lot of good times. Guys, that's the podcast for tonight. The overall learning aspect of this is exactly what I've said. What do you learn from these situations? Understand that no matter who you are, you're going to make mistakes. No matter how good your catering company is, you're going to make mistakes. Own up to the mistakes, face them head on, and be like, we fucked this up. I totally get it. We spent a lot of extra money we didn't need to do, but here's what we're going to do. We've learned from this. We put in protocols. We put in different SOPs, and we're learning from them. And what I did is I, I put it out there for everybody else. Guys, I don't want you to burn your fucking truck down either. Here's what you need to do. Put the fucking sternos out, dude. It's that easy. Have a fire extinguisher in the cab, which we did. Now train your goddamn employees to use a fucking fire extinguisher. It's These are the things that we don't do as caterers all the time that we need to do. So that's why I put it out there. That's why I did a PowerPoint at CaterSource about it. Here's 10 terrible fucking things. Here's what happened. Here's how we fixed them. Here's how we trained and move forward. And that's the goal for tonight is learning from your mistakes owning your mistakes, stepping up to your mistakes and moving forward with them. You know, I get, trust me, I don't want to feel like an eight-year-old kid again being in trouble. That's not what I want to do. But everybody's going to go through those. You know, same thing with restaurant chefs. You you do specials and they're a flop. You have issues with electricity or lights go out or God forbid the, the only thing that goes out of the hoods and they want to keep the restaurant open and you're just fucking working through the whole shift with no fucking hoods on. You're sweating, smoky as fuck. You can't hardly breathe. You know, those are the stories. So keep those coming. Remember to always be empathetic to what's going on. Understand that there's things like that that happen. It's going to be okay. Keep educating yourself. Keep making strides to do better and always reach for the stars and keep your boots on the ground. Thank you for this episode. You guys keep listening. For all the notes and things that Todd talked about today, see our show notes, visit our website. And if you guys want to send us your stories, you can send them to cateringwtf at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. I gotta do the deep version and the high version, right? Do deer, a female deer, ray a drop of golden sun. Why are you doing? Am I supposed to do deep also? I'm doing high. You're. So should I be Jesus? This is why. This is this is why we can't. This is why it's so fucking hard. People do not understand the prep that goes into shit like this. And the fact that we have to do this from Sound and Music is also almost m- makes me want to vomit. I love it. It, it makes me want to vomit. Can you 
it's so, it's like, a good so one to get your voice going, and that's the whole point of the fucking right. and you gotta song you gotta and pick the movie. No, I'm not fucking Julie Andrews. I'm not anything close to Julie Andrews. Well, that sounds amazing. I know what she did. Okay, let's... Okay, no, I'm not... I need to run through this. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I do a one through or two through. I do a high and a low. And then once I'm good there, I will move on to the story. And whatever you're fucking doing... First of all, I don't know why you're singing along. You don't fucking speak. You do the intro with your fucking porn voice. <laughs> Hello, welcome to WTF. Hello, we're going to shit on vegans and fucking cuss a bunch of shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I wish I could do that part of it. And then not have to fucking deal with all this shit. Are you recording? Do not rec- turn this shit off right now. Right? How do Hi. I turn this off? Roger, Dodger. Turn it off. Okay, bye.